The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 4th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to talk some waiver wire pickups and some schedule stuff. With me to do so is Dr. A. Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Uh, not much, man. Um, long weekend of football and hoops. Uh, getting ready for a big week. Seems like everybody in the NBA this week either plays four games or or two games, and we got some injuries that are kind of buzz-killing everyone right now with Hassan Whiteside and Anthony Davis. So there's a lot to talk about, I think. Yeah, it's very haves, have-nots for fantasy this week. How'd your football teams do? Uh, not good, not good. Nah. I, got, I started JGI last week over Adrian Peterson, and had I played Peterson, I would have won my game and got into the playoffs. Uh. In a 10-team you know, league, only four teams make the playoffs, mm-hmm. so I was finished fifth there. And I played my boy uh, Rosenworcel from Guster in my rock and roll league in the playoffs yesterday, and his team, he, I got Tyreek Hilled. Nice. Oh, he, he Tyreek Hilled you? Yeah, I got Tyreek. Ah, uh, I have I, 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 I have a lot of Chiefs. Like, I have, I did pretty well yesterday. Like Kelsey, have- Kelsey hit value in, like, the first five minutes. Yep. Like, he had, what, 90 yards, two touchdowns, and three catches at 10, 50 seconds left or something. And, yeah, he had- uh, yeah, Tyreek is just... Yeah, Alex Smith was just killer too. Like Alex Smith, one year week, as did Rex Burkhead. Shout out to the Red Bull Football guys; they were big on Burkhead. Is uh, Alex Smith the most underrated quarterback of all time? He's not a game manager anymore, and apparently, like he's always got one foot out the door about losing his job. But when the heat's on, like the heat was on this week, and he just torched my Jets, man. Yeah, I mean, he just constantly gets no respect, and he just seems like he's. Always getting it done. Yeah, game manager. Uh, I wonder who the, like the Alex Smith of basketball is. Nothing. Maybe we can figure that out as we go through the podcast. <laughs> but as you said, a lot of teams have four. I'm not going to list them. Uh, a few teams have three. That's the Nets, Warriors, Wolves, Thunder, Kings, and Toronto. And then two game weeks for some kind of powerhouse teams with Houston, the Blazers. So two of Lillard and McCollum stinks. Uh, the Heat. So if you have Whiteside, it doesn't stink too bad. It's only a two-game week this week. Lakers and Clippers are the two LA teams as well. So like I said, very have-have-nots. Like you're, If you're looking at your week, you're probably going to get either. Like if you have Harden or CP or, like I said, Lillard and McCollum, you're probably going to get thumped this week. Yeah, you probably are. Yeah. Um, and they are, it'll also be interesting to see what happens with free agent pickups because there's guys on these – teams that have two games this week for instance for instance josh richardson uh who's been dropped in a ton of leagues now he's sort of a hot pickup again um are people going to pick him up this week with two games or are they going to wait and hope he's still there next sunday i mean we know we know know the answer to that 
<laughs> we pick him up right now, obviously. I, I guess let's talk Jay Rich since we're on the topic. Um, not what we planned, but... I mean, he's been... He wasn't spectacular yesterday, but his previous games... Is this because of Whiteside? Or is it... I don't think it is. I think it's just because he just was missing shots. So it's not like Whiteside's the kind of guy that's going to make him open uh, on the offensive side. So... I mean, is a, uh, although I will add, he and Olenek have a pretty good rapport. Like, Olenek, Olenek hit him for some wide-open shots on, what, Friday? Yeah, I mean, I think it's somewhat Whiteside-related, but I, not too much because Richardson was just playing so poorly um, that he was due to get better at some point anyway, whether Whiteside was there or not. So, I mean, I think it, it's given him a few more opportunities to touch the ball and score and, and whatnot, but... Um, you know, I don't think Whiteside's going to come back and Richardson's going to automatically disappear again. Not that it, not that it could, could yeah, happen. Right. It, it, like you said, it's just a matter of him making shots or not. Um, and we've seen Jay Rich be hot and cold before. Um, usually, it was before this year. It was because injuries kept him down. But now it's just he's been kind of like my boy Murray. Uh, he's <laughs> just been not there. Boom. Not there. Boom. You know. But Jay Rich has been pretty good the past like tenish days. Okay, so um, we're still waiting on the Pelicans to reveal what's up with Anthony Davis. He was hurt bad on Friday. Uh, it did not look good. We talked about this on Saturday. We're still waiting, man. Um, news is supposed to come out yesterday per Woj. Didn't. It got ruled out today. He was on crutches at the Moda Center. Ah. <sighs> Um, uh, we talked about this, Matt Strope and I, but what, what's your take on Anthony Davis? Like, I mean, if you have him now still on your roster, you haven't traded him yet. Like you're kind of stuck, I guess. And the, this is definitely a not no news is good news situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm still holding out hope that they're going to come out today and, uh, you know, come out today and say, Davis is going to miss a week to 10 days with pull groin, but I would not be surprised if they come out today and say he's going to be out indefinitely with whatever. Um, I, I don't. I'm like you. I don't like the fact that they haven't told us yet. If they knew, um, or it wasn't that bad, we would know by now. So that it doesn't seem like there's too much good news that can come out of this. Yeah, they're calling. It's the, the diagnosis has changed so much. It went from left groin to left pelvis to a pelvic DMP pelvic sprain. So, I mean, it's like a, a ligament in his, gr- like, that's just weird, man. I'm, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of worried. Um, I guess let's break down what this means. We saw Etuan Moore kind of have a killer game. Uh, he scored 19 with four threes. Perfect shooting. Uh, almost perfect. Four, four from, four, four from three, six is seven. So, over 100 effective field goal percentage is just spectacular. Uh, and then Dante Cunningham, in 14 minutes, he, it's like reverse Cunningham. It's usually a guy who plays big minutes and does nothing. And now he played little minutes and rebounded the ball 12 times. So, and then also Darius Miller played big minutes, hit two threes. This guy is lights out from three. Um, So what's your analysis on pickups on this thing? Dude, I cannot make myself want to have anything to do with Dante Cunningham. No, yeah. It's just awful. I mean, like you said, it plays big minutes and doesn't do anything. He plays little minutes. He gets all those rebounds. It's just weird. Um, I'm super intrigued by Darius Miller. I, this whole three-point prowess thing that he's got going on has been there all season, and it's it's so under the radar. Um, 
he's actually a decent pump play in DFS if you are looking for a super cheap small forward. But uh, is it cheek time? Check the yellow? Check? Uh, I, I hope so. I don't think they're going to play him today against the Warriors, but like against bigger matchups. And I mean, they are they are 12 and 11, so I think that the worse they do, the better off they're going to be. And what's up? They played Ashik the other day, too. They played him on Saturday. That was surprising to me. That is weird. And, and as far as your boy, uh, well, he's actually my boy, Antoine Moore. I think I said he'd be one of the one of the big waiver wire bargains of the year or something like that. But maybe he will be. Uh, maybe he's worth picking up. Somebody's going to have to score for that team besides Drew and and Demarcus uh, Cousins with Davis out. Um, but you know, there's right not really anyone jumping off the page at me. Like, oh man, I got to get out there and get this guy fast. Um, yeah. I just feel like there's that that guy. Yeah, Ronda benefits. It's pretty much like you said. It's pretty much like everyone benefits. I think if I'm going to add somebody, it's going to be Darius Miller. Um, again, for threes, uh, I don't care about. I'll let someone else on Dante Cunningham have fun with that. But uh, yeah, it, it's not for a guy like Anthony Davis going down. You would think that there'd be more of a, a waiver wire pickup. Like we were really hoping Check Diallo would be the guy. Um, had a pretty good preseason, but. Apparently, they've lost faith in him. Yeah. Oh. All right, moving on as we wait for that. The Jazz, they are hot, and they are going to probably get hotter because Rudy Gobert is questionable. Rodney Hood didn't practice on Sunday. He's also questionable with this ankle soreness thing. And in the meantime, man, Alec Burks has just been fuego, kind of three-game straight. He's been just a baller. So Matt Strope and I talked about this. So I'll leave this to you. Where are we at here? Because we, we we broke it down on Saturday saying he could still carve out a role of like 24 minutes because other guys are going to go away and Gobert won't really affect him. It'll affect Favors and Jarebko and so forth. So like, if you have Alec Burks in your team, are you kind of a believer that he could kind of keep not this hot? Because I mean, he's just, like I said, he's, the last two he's been like weak changing value kind of thing. But um, do you think he could be like a top 125 kind of guy? Um, you know, I don't know. Alec Burks is so hot right now. Like we haven't mentioned it yet, but the games played thing information we were talking about is in, uh, the waiver wired column that's up on Rotor world. Alec Burks is probably, um, one of the featured guys in that column this week. He's only owned in like 25% of the leagues out there. And he just had a phenomenal weekend. He's, he's playing really, really well right now. Um, with Rodney Hood and Gobert back, I think that's going to hurt. Burks a little bit but they play four games this week he's out there to pick up he's super hot like I still think it's a great time to pick up Alec Burks and at least roll him out there for this week and see how it goes yeah like we said Hood's I think Hood's out at least one more uh this ankle they don't want Rodney Hood to be hurt like last year with the well last year was more serious but that knee sprain we thought he was out for the year um when he went down under the basket I forget who it was against but um this is different and they don't want this thing to linger, so they're going to keep him out. Like we said, you probably got one or two more good Burks games. But like we said, he's not going to fade away. I think he can still be a 13.1 steal, good free throws. He's shooting the three a lot more, shooting it well, too. So, yeah, 40% from three last month uh, from 1.0 and a 2.5 attempts. So he's probably going to get like five, four or five attempts from three, make probably about two of them. Um, so yeah, that's that's that alone right there is value for a guy who I think is going to steal too. 
So, yeah, I like him. Um, what about Gobert coming back? Obviously, Derek Favors, if you still have him on your team and haven't traded him, um, you probably, if you, your league's probably pretty savvy because most people know that he's going to take a hit. But um, what are you expecting for Favors now? Because he was just, he was almost dropped, or he was droppable before Gobert went down. Yeah, and now he's been great uh, with Gobert out. Exactly. I mean, it went exactly to plan because when Gobert went down, we're. We were all like, pick up Derek Favors, you know, make sure you get Favors, and and he delivered. Um, Jarebko's been playing pretty well, too. Um, so Jarebko's going to disappear altogether. Favors is going to take a hit, but, you know, I'm kind of hoping – I mean, I've been so down on Favors for so long. I'm kind of hoping that um, his strong play over the past month uh, has changed his psyche and helped his confidence and – Hopefully him and Gobert can play together and, and both be effective uh, going forward. I mean, I, I'm i going to try to sell favors if I can, but if I can't, then you just hang on and see what happens. Yeah, like I, I like I said on Saturday, I still think he could be like a top 85 kind of a guy. Like And and, and like you said, he's he looks better. You know, like earlier in the season, he just didn't have life in his legs. He just looked like... No spates grabbing rebounds. It just wasn't, you know, he just didn't look ready. And now he does. So, yeah, I, I still I still believe. I, I don't think he's going to be, a, you know, the guy he has been, obviously, for because he's not going to play center as much. But, yeah, I'm still encouraged. And if I'm not going to, like, if I can't get top 50 value for him, and most people aren't going to give me that if they know the deal, then just kill, hope he keeps playing well. Well, him. like you said, um, you know, we used to make fun of favors. It looked like he was walking in quick quicksand. Yeah. But now when I watch him, he looks more like a kid. I mean, he's he's getting up in the air. He's moving really well. He, he looks like a different player. So so I'm okay with hanging in there with him. Yeah. And like you said last year, I was playing on one leg. That's kind of how he looked earlier. But now he looks good. Uh, let me get your take on Diamond Mitchell, man. Um, it's been It's been quite a week for him. Uh, we've talked about him probably more than any other rookie on the podcast. So... Hopefully you guys have, and man, ah, it was, it was so cool. One of the core stories of the year. He was like smiling the second half of the fourth quarter, pretty much the whole time. Uh, first player since Blake, Blake Griffin in 2011 to drop 40 as a rookie. Uh, he he's just like we you you love the fun to own thing. He is like on the Mount Rushmore of fun to own players this year, man. I love that guy. Yep, and remember I told you uh, somebody dropped him in one of my leagues, yeah. and I put. Put in a claim for him. I was number three on the on the list, and I still got yes, yes. Donovan Mitchell. So I've got him on my team. I did not have him for the forty-one point explosion. Oh no! Uh, but uh, I also have Anthony Davis on that team, and that's <sighs> that's kind of a buzzkill. But anyway, yeah, I mean Mitchell's Mitchell's super fun. Yeah. Um, so we, where, where are we at on him, man? Like he's the like he's the best rookie non Ben Simmons even maybe better than Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons can't make free throws so like where like would you take him over DSJ and Lonzo and all the other rookie I mean him and Tatum's tough Tatum is just, Tatum's killer man I would probably take Tatum over Mitchell but it's pretty close um I mean I I think he's my number one rookie over Tatum. Um, Tatum's been a four. Tatum's been like top fifty. Oh yeah, yes. he. Is, I can't believe how consistent that guy is. 
Like, I was looking at his stats, and his season low for true shooting is 44%. That's crazy, man. Like, a lot of rookies, like, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is 44% on the year. So, like, Donovan Mitchell's worst, um, Jason Tatum's worst game efficiency-wise is, like, better than the average rookie. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's close, but, I mean, man, Mitchell, I just, I, that one preseason game I watched Mitchell play, I was like, man, that kid looks like he's ready to play in the NBA, and I thought it might have been a fluke, but he's just been amazing. So yeah, he's just pushing dudes. Like he is push. He's killing Ricky Rubio. What's your take uh, on Rubio, by the way? Before we move off this one, I thought Rubio was going to be a lot better than he's been. Yeah, that's because again, there's a lot of guys that we undervalued, I guess. And I, I, I thought Mitchell was going to be good, but not this good. Where Ricky Rubio is just getting slaughtered. Uh, I mean, this guy's taking, Mitchell's taking like 16, 17 shots a game now, uh, getting the line, making them, uh, he's running the point a lot. And Mitchell with the point is really when they're at their best. I think they have a, a killer net rating with him at the point, Rubio off the floor. So, I mean, where, where were we at on Rubio then? Like top, we were saying like top 60, we'd still consider him there. Like he can't be this bad. Um, I, can he, he maybe he can be this bad, although this sort of happened last year yeah. too, and he just caught fire late, and uh, was just destroying everyone. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a pretty good chance Rubio can get get hot in the second half, but probably not as easy as it was last year with Donovan Mitchell there. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there were guys that were cooling him off last year too, and he was hurt last year, just like this year. He's got the Achilles thing. But yeah, it, definitely don't drop him. And he's still going to be able to get you some assists and some steals. That alone is hard to do. Um, those are two hard categories, probably the two, second and third hardest categories to add, uh, with blocks being number one. Uh, so we did touch on the Heat. want to kind of go over that a little bit more. I mentioned Richardson, but also Hassan Whiteside. He is having like a rehab with conditioning, so it sounds like it's going to do some pool work and things of that nature. Um <clears throat> Kelly Linick, he's kind of been pretty good his last two. Last two averaging 12 points, 5.5 boards, 5.5 assists from the center. Very Horford-like. Uh, 1.03s. Uh, and even before that, he had a big game, too, on Wednesday. Uh, the first game Whiteside was out, he had 18 and 5. So um, definitely like him as a pickup. He's going to have probably a pretty good week. Although the two, the two games stinks. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's definitely an ad. Um, he doesn't play next to Whiteside really at all, which kind of which is bad uh we like to see our bench players play two positions so uh anything you want to add on the linux and anyone else you think is worth adding here uh linux only 45 percent owned in yahoo leagues um i do have him in waiver wired this week um but like you said it's a two-game week for miami so it's kind of a tough tough week to pick him up and cut somebody with four games to, to get him so um Going to have to be some good decision making there by fantasy owners, and then uh, Bam Adebayo uh, is eleven percent owned. He sh- really doesn't miss shots. He doesn't shoot a lot of shots, but um, I think Adebayo is someone who might be worth owning as long as Whiteside's out, and if you're in a, a deep league, um, he's at least worth a look. Yeah, he's not quite like we saw Willie Reed really clean up when Whiteside was out last year. And Bam hasn't really been that guy. Uh, and six starts, seven points, six boards, point seven, 
steal, uh, sorry, 0.7 blocks, 1.3 steals, which is great. Uh, we love the steal numbers. So, <clears throat> yeah, like I said, I prefer Olenek, um, but that's fine. I think he's going to be better than that. Like, I think he'll be 11.7 boards and a, a block and a steal, which is fine. Um, but the, again, the two game week is, is just brutal. Um, and that's, they said one to two weeks stemming back from Wednesday. So you're only talking about, I don't know what their schedule is in two weeks, but that's probably like three or four games. That's not, that's not very valuable. Yep. That's true. All right. Moving on. Uh, the Bulls, some news there. Um, they're going to get some guys back soon. We're hearing Levine will be back, uh, kind of Christmas ish. Um, uh, but they're going to. You you agree that they're gonna like maintain him and not play him in back to backs and all that fun stuff that we hate, right? I would assume they're gonna be super careful with him. Yes. Yeah. So, like, how much would you pick him up, or like, if you're in a shallower league where you're dropping someone um, that has been good for you, you know, or like even Rodney Hood, like Rodney Hood's hurt. Um, like, how do you feel about those two? Um, you mean dropping Rodney Hood or picking Rodney yeah. Hood up? No, dropping Rodney Hood for picking up Levine or something, you know, something along those lines. A guy who's been hurt or whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, I think like Alex Lynn is a guy I would let go for Levine. Um, uh, yeah, I'd probably, I think I'd rather have Levine than Hood. It's, I don't think I would. I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, he's gonna sit back. To, uh, they don't have that many. I haven't looked at their schedule, but again, the back-to-back numbers are down overall in the year. But they're gonna. He's not gonna play thirty minutes a game. I don't think. And maybe maybe at the All Star break. And like I said in the last pod, if you pick up Levine, don't expect him to be valuable until the All Star break, right? You with me on that? Yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> we talked about this as well on Saturday. Who takes a hit then? Uh, we said I said um, Valentine's gonna be the big guy taking the hit. I'm not too worried about Holiday. Um, what What do you think? Uh, on wings taking a hit, and then also too, don't forget they've been playing Chris Dunn and Jerry Grant next to each other occasionally. Uh, I am worried about Holiday. Uh, like a lot, or like you think you're gonna want to drop at him in a couple weeks? I mean, it, once Levine's back and and getting getting minutes, yeah, I don't. I think Justin Holiday's gonna take a pretty big hit. Okay, that's different. But from it may not. It may not. It may not happen. You know. Till January or February, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I I see like he's he's not going to play at thirty six minutes like he played on Friday, but I think he's still got like twenty nine minutes. I think he's still going to score like thirteen points. He's going to get you a steal, two threes, and a little bit of other stuff. That's pretty good. That's a guy worth owning. Yeah, but Nwaba hasn't been in there, and I. <clears throat> And Zell's still there. I don't know, man. It just seems like it's going to get real crowded. Yeah, I think. Do you think Nawaba starts today against the Cavs? I think there's a chance of that. Um, I would say I don't think he's going to start just because he's coming off the injury. But yeah. he looked phenomenal on Friday. Good. So, and Valentine hasn't. They like Valentine off the bench because he can play handle the ball and do stuff. So, man, Valentine's another guy I like. Playing pretty well. He's cooled off lately. Nanawaba's back. Uh, the Bulls have four games this week. Do you do you put Valentine in your lineup or or not? Uh, I'd probably almost rather play Nawaba, my boy. I don't know. I I, I think Nawaba really hurt Valentine on Friday hard. 
Like that's why I only played twenty six minutes is because Nawab right. was in a groove. Yep. So I mean, this guy played previous three forty minutes, thirty nine minutes, forty minutes. So Nawab comes back and you know they played pretty well. They barely lost. Like I said in the last pod, uh, they have something in common with the Warriors last week because they lost at home to the Kings. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Anything else on the Bulls you want to add? Chris Dunn's nah. been killer. He's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Hawks, more injury news. This is really taxing to keep talking about. But John Collins, uh, he's out for what looks like another two or one and a half to th- three-ish weeks with a shoulder injury, AC joint. Uh, they went with Miles Plumley at the center spot. Played pretty well against the Nets' favorable matchup, of course. What's the analysis on this one? I, I picked up Plumley in the 30-man. I'm going to probably start him um, over... I don't, over somebody, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to start him. But uh, do you believe Plumley? And also, too, I should mention the Hawks had initially tweeted out that they were going to start Babbitt and Ghostface Ilya, but they changed it. So I think the plan was to start those guys, and then when they found out Tyler Zell were started, they tweaked it and they went with Plumley. But regardless, he's really the only center on the roster. We've seen Tyler Kavanaugh play backup center minutes even before Collins got hurt. So I think you're going to get 23, 24 minutes, a block and a half, and you know 8.7 boards, which is fine uh, if you're like a 16-teamer. Yeah, Plumlee's going to start tonight for the Hawks. Um, and that's um, – it's intriguing, if nothing else. Um, and this Tyler Cavanaugh character, I picked him up in 30 deep. Yeah. <laughs> I actually threw him in my lineup last week because things are so so rough over it's, there. But uh, it's thirty deep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So I mean, Miles Plumley and and uh, Ersan Ilyasova. I mean, they're they're both healthy and they're both going to play a ton. And uh, your boy Luke Babbitt is also <laughs> going. also going to play a lot. Yeah, he's hitting a lot of threes. He had a he was uh, kind of a difference maker on Saturday for that win at, in Brooklyn. Um, tough uh, the nets are going to change them so they got to play ronde more hopefully but another guy who benefits because ghostface Ilya played eight minutes at center if i'm not mistaken and then he also played seven minutes in the fourth quarter alone when collins got hurt so that was collins got hurt in the fourth so and they were also trailing in that game so that kind of explains it so you're going to get probably 10 11 12 minutes out of ghostface Ilya at the five which opens up minutes for my boy deandre bambury who played pretty well uh 12 and five two steals He's been aggressive. He was, again, a lot of energy from this guy. Uh, he's going to be a key defender. So he's he's one of the sneaker pickups, like in a 14-teamer. Uh, I believe in him as well. And, yeah, Ghostface Ilya, I think, is, is the pickup if you're in kind of a standardish league. Anything you want to add? Nope, Urson is Urson is in the uh, in the waiver wire column. Yep, yeah, he's been he's been good. Uh, I think yeah. you got to keep an, you got to keep an eye on uh, Babbitt too, though. Yeah, we, the thing is, he doesn't do anything except hit threes, though. That sucks. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and, uh, did you notice that Jamichael Green had his first block of the year? <laughs> Yay! Yay! Kevin Love, you will forever be. In- in living in infamy for getting blocked by Jermichael Green. Um, yeah, on the season for Luke Babbitt, by the way, 372 minutes, three blocks, five steals. Like, that's a game from Giannis. Yep. So, 
But he does have 35 threes, 46% from three. So, yeah, you're going to get 12 points, no defense, and two and a half threes. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, lastly, Thomas Sandoransky, four games. Uh, he's been spectacular. Had a, uh, he was really the difference uh, for the Wizards in their win on Friday, Saturday, uh, and then they lost their other game. But he played well. He's been he's been hot. He's been killing Tim Frazier. Uh, we missed this one. Um, it's been Sadoransky who's just been good. And I was a big Sadoransky guy last year, and he kind of fizzled out. So, um, how confident are you? His, are you with starting him? Uh, as long as Wall's out, I'm I have no issues with playing Sadoransky. So no. Wall, Wall's going to be out, you think, right? Like, he's projected to miss this week, but, um, you know, it was kind of precautionary to hold him out, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like Wall's not going to play this week, and I know Tim Frazier's a pretty good player. I'm surprised at – I'm kind of surprised at how this has gone. Um, but, I mean, so far, Sadoransky looks like the guy and um, another waiver wire guy, and I, I – I I'm pretty confident in playing him in DFS or throwing him in a in a lineup for a week. Yeah, they have two <clears throat> bad matchups to start. They get Utah tonight and then Portland tomorrow. But then at the end of the week, they got some nice ones. They're in Phoenix on Thursday. That's that is Sadoranskyville. Like you're going to use him in DFS that day. Uh, and then Saturday at Clippers. For a little matinee action. Love those day three day games on Saturday. I love that. And there's another one coming up on Saturday again. Love, love me some Saturday basketball day games. So. <laughs> they are good. So actually quickly on Bradley Beal though. Uh he's been bad. Like, is it the goggles thing? He ditched him, he played with the goggles to start, ditched him. Like, are we are we cool with that? Or what like are we cool with Bradley Beal being bad with Wall going down? We thought he'd step up. He hasn't. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I really thought he was going to step up, but I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. You, I don't think you want to trade him because you're selling low. Um, Wall's not going to be out forever, hopefully. Um, could just be a slump. I mean, I, I'm good with Bradley Beal, man. He's yeah, I'm awesome. good with Bradley Beal, too. Like, I'd still take him in the third round if we were drafting today. I'm not really worried. But he was so hot coming into this um, pre-Wall injury thing. You know, every night he was dropping 25, it felt like, um, with other stats, too. Like, he had a, a stretch where he was dropping, like, six times a game. Steals were there. Threes were there. He was the Bradley Beal we thought he was going to be. But, man, he really hit the, hit a wall here. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good hand right there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add here? I think, I think we got. Anybody else that we didn't talk about from pickups that you wanted to... We didn't talk about Clippers, actually. I talked about Clippers a lot in the last couple pods. So anything you want to get off your chest with the Clippers? I know you, you like Austin Rivers a lot. I do like Austin Rivers, and he went off last night. He's pretty much been going off ever since uh, Pat Beverly went down. So um, I own a river. I own a lot of shares of Rivers, and, and I'm good with it. I like it. Yeah, he looks good. High usage. Him and Lou Williams. He said that him and Lou Williams joked that they're going to have to take all the shots now. And, yeah, he hasn't been kidding. Uh, they're taking a lot of shots. Milos is coming back soon, they were saying. Uh, Doc Rivers last weekend, I believe, said five or ten games and he'll be back. So, yeah. I still think Rivers will be worth earning, but I think Milos is a going to be a stasher. 
Uh, I think so too. I, I I wasn't really confident he was going to be back this soon. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I kind of thought it was going to be more like All Star breakish type mm-hmm. stuff. So the fact he's coming back this soon is pretty good news. And yeah, I think he's a great great guy to stash right now. Um, if you have somebody to cut, you have patience, and uh, maybe you start your lineup a week at a time so you can you know leave four or five guys on the bench every week uh he's a good stash absolutely yeah if you're playing a weekly go get him right now um i think when he comes back and when he gets rolling it'll take him you know probably until new year's day ish before he's even later like i like you said i still don't buy him being back before christmas despite what doc Rivers said you know he hasn't really done anything yet it's a plantar fascia injury if you ever had a plantar fascia even a small one like that thing hangs man like sometimes yeah. I I've I heard my plantar fascia when I was a lot younger, and every once in a while it pops up like oh man I like I, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't hurt it but I would feel it you know, so yeah it's again if you're picking him up so you're you're gonna wait like three or four weeks before he's a reliable guy but again I do think if you're you're in a stash I mean it won't hurt you too much then yeah do it especially if you have an open IR spot or something like that like if you got Gobert back today. Take Gobert off your IR, pick up Milos. Another yeah. game for Milos. Uh, and then, do you want to do you want to talk about this front court? Because uh, we saw Jamel Wilson start. Shout out to anyone who watched him in the Hawaii games against the Raptors. Uh, I like I didn't really even know who he was before I saw. It. I was like, yo, who's this Jamel Wilson guy? And uh, yeah, he's he's all right. He's got size. He's really their only power forward on their roster right now. Uh, if you consider Decker a, a three man. And Harold a five man, um, but yeah, like, like I said, they got hit in the mouth on Saturday against the Mavs. So this is pretty much I'm not touching this thing, man. Like I, I would really want nothing to do with the Clippers. Also, too, I should mention um, Gallo when he comes back, which should be this month, he will start the four according to Austin Rivers. Anything you want to add to that? Mm. Yeah, I mean Montrezl Harrell is intriguing. Um, He'd be more intriguing if he started last night, but like you said, Jamil Wilson started. Jamil Wilson, I think, picked up two super quick fouls, went to the bench. Harrell, Harrell had an okay game. Um, Decker, Decker's been terrible. Yeah, I don't really want to mess with any of those guys. Yeah. I want Rivers and Milos and and uh, Lou Will, and the rest of it is just kind of garbage. I, I think Wes Johnson. Yeah. Uh, is fine until Gala comes back, and if Gala comes back and plays the four, then maybe Wes Johnson's still okay. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I think Wes Johnson's the pickup here, and then that's pretty much it, because uh, Gala's going to play. And even before Blake got hurt, Doc talked a lot about playing Gallo next to DeAndre and next to Blake at the five when Blake was healthy. So yeah, the the big takeaway is uh, I think Wes Johnson is going to be valuable until Blake gets back. All right. All right. So we are out of here on that. You guys enjoy your week. Set your lineups. Good luck if you have any. A lot of a lot of uh, fantasy football guys playing today. AJ Green, Le'Veon, some other guys. Joe Mixon, need him to do some damage. Juju Smith-Schuster. I got I got a lot of matchups hinging on tonight, man. Nice. So hopefully, uh, go AJ, go Joe Mixon. And uh, go go Juju. Not too much, though. I'm going against him in a couple weeks. So. I'm kind of glad my football season is winding down. Yeah. I'm, I was talking to my brother yesterday, and I kind of missed setting my baseball lineup. 
Mm, I'm good. Yeah, I, I I'll be without football for a little bit. I'm I'm doing okay without baseball. Yeah, I won my I won my keeper league, man. Aaron Judge and George Springer, baby. Nice boys. All right, see you guys. Enjoy your week, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, Steve. All right, see you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.